You are listening to Series 1 of the National Studios Film and Music Podcast. In this season, we're focusing on the marketing side of independent music, the steps you can take to ensure a successful release and begin building a fan base in an authentic and organic way. In Episode 4, we talk about how your music translates into the real world. Hi, my name is Jack Kircher with National Studios. I'm again joined by Alex and Maddie. First hey. Um, these guys are the real deal, and I hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. Last episode, we looked at Spotify and the algorithms and like the digital side of what music is and kind of came to the conclusion that Spotify, Apple Music are more about discovery than earning money. Um, we were just talking after the episode a little bit about what marketing and kind of the money side of all of it, what that actually looks like practically. Like you can't say here's £10,000 we're putting into marketing. You're not going to earn that back in terms of digital revenue, at mm-hmm. least not straight away. Like it's more of a long game. Yeah. So I just wanted to touch up and kind of start this episode talking about the physical side of music. So that is a way where you can earn a good amount of money and you can support yourself. And you can also, more importantly, engage with your fans and have a really good time. Yeah, I mean, when someone kind of spends a lot of money on their marketing and obviously the creation of the music, yeah. um, the digital streaming, you're not going to see that money back. Um you might eventually in the long term if you are kind of gradually growing. But at the end of the day, that that platform is for discovery yeah. and to grow your fan base. But Spotify does work really well, kind of pushing other forms of income. So Spotify works with places like Ticketmaster. So you can literally put your gig on your Spotify page. So that's such an easy link to sort yeah. of start selling tickets because most people are going to discover you on Spotify now. And if they're not that big a fan yet, so they haven't followed you on socials, they're not going to know anything more about you. But they click on your profile or they might even be notified by email that you've got a gig coming up. That's yeah. another form of income that was probably not before possible because mm. how were they meant to know that you had a gig? Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of, that's probably one of the easiest ways to start making money because you get to grow your fan base and start kind of having a relationship with them while yeah. kind of making money from the ticket sales themselves. But in the early stages, obviously that's not something that people are expecting payment yeah. for gigs. It's just growing your fan base, but you will see it coming along in time. Yeah. I think it really, sh- that shows how important it is to have a loyal, engaged fan base. Yeah. I think a lot of artists say, okay, I want to be one of the biggest artists in the UK. I want to have 10 million streams. And we've, we've seen artists have, uh, a million streams on Spotify and no engagement on social media. They've just managed to get picked up by the algorithm and, and that's it. And no one shows up to their gigs because they kind of only had one track that was listened to. You need to have a constantly engaged, loyal yeah. audience who are mm-hmm. going to show up to your gigs. And if, if uh, earning a living is what you want, it, it's those people who are going to, to yeah. pay your rent. Yeah. So having constantly engaged, loyal audiences who don't come to your gigs and buy your merch mm-hmm. uh, and even help you out in other ways. Yeah. That so is, like merch is a really, really good one to go down because yeah. that's a, that is a, a way you can start kind of yeah. getting an income and, and seeing it kind of come through. But again, you do see artists quite often take advantage of this really early on. Mm. Um, they get a set amount of streams on Spotify or they see that they've got a couple of thousand followers on, on yeah. socials and they immediately create a t-shirt with their band name on and try yeah. and shove it in their faces. 
um, people don't really want that. They yeah, they don't no. want to have your band name plastered across their chest. Because There's always a huge temptation. It's, it's a bit embarrassing for them as well. Yeah, made yeah. with your brand on it. Yeah, the yeah. amount of times I've wanted to burst a mojo or, <laughs> or, or t-shirt, and then Maddie's been like, "Don't be stupid," <laughs> yeah. which because that's kind of your first instinct when you build a brand. You want to get it out there. Mm. Something you're proud of. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as an artist, you want you you have a fan base, so you think, okay. They, they love me. They love my music. Mm -hmm. So they'll love to wear something that has my name on it. But that's a really big step for someone. Yes, yeah. Someone wearing a t-shirt with your name across it is really bold. Like you don't see people walking down the street wearing kind of t-shirts that aren't major brands. Like mm. you see Vans, you see Hollister, you'll yeah. see things like that. You quite often don't see people wearing like a massive logo across mm. their t-shirt that isn't a big brand. And it's the same for artists. Not often are people wearing t-shirts with indie band names on yeah they're going to be the big bands yeah um i think what artists have to think about is what makes someone purchase their merch and it's not necessarily about how good the music is mm. so you yeah. could have the best song in the world that doesn't want to make people buy a t-shirt and spread it but if you've got a relationship with a band or, or a brand mm. then that's what makes you want to yeah. um, kind of wave the flag for them yeah. essentially and if it's like a killer top like something you really like exactly yeah. like, you have to sort think of, create... of it from again it's like thinking of something from an artistic point of view yeah. not a practical point of view like we're talking a lot about mu business side yeah. of music and all of that stuff and like you can earn money from shows and things like that but it always comes back to like you as an artist you get, get to control what your show is like yeah mm -hmm. like with the Dutch Kid stuff, we, we're thinking as much about lighting as we are about music because they're yeah. both equally exactly. important in how yeah. people experience it. When it comes to merch, we're starting to get to the point where we're thinking as much about, like, we want to make something cool that people would wear, yeah. not yeah. something with our brand on it. Yeah. it might, the brand might literally just be on the logo. Mm. So when, when someone's like, oh, where'd you get that top from? It's like, oh, it's a Dutch Kid top. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's yeah. as much about the value of the quality of the artistry and the item as mm. it is like trying to sell merch. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, you want someone to buy the t-shirt because they like the t-shirt and not always because they like the music. Yeah. And it's the same with other forms of content. You can create some visual content, you can create like a documentary style video yeah. and people mm -hmm. may watch it, but they may not have watched your music video because it's yeah. not as interesting to them. So sometimes you have to sort of step outside of the music to actually see kind of some form of an income because people want to know you personally and get to know you mm. personally have something a little bit outside of the music. I, I think the key word there you said is personally as mm. well. And the reason that you see uh, YouTubers absolutely killing the merch game is not because their videos are good. It's because you feel like you know them and yeah. you want more of them in your life. Yeah. So, yeah. You, so you watch a daily vlogger and you follow their life on a daily basis for the last year. You actually feel like you know them as a person. Yeah, so true. when they say, come buy my merch, you kind of are tempted yeah. because you know what kind of is involved. You feel like you know them. Yeah. You want you want basically to yeah to and that's the same with sort of like patreon and all things like that people yeah. won't be saying oh I'm, I'm giving you money because i like your music so much it's often they do but it's mainly because they like you as a person that's why youtubers will have patreon pages and people will give them money because they yeah. want to they obviously want to see more content but they would just like the individual and they yeah, want to so help yeah, them yeah. and it's the exact same for musicians if you have like a patreon page and you're giving back to your artist you'll say like if you give us 50 pounds will like do you a personalized song mm, yeah. quite often a person will be like that's a really nice gesture they seem like nice people i want them to yeah. develop and grow here's some money so cool it's and like there's, there's two sides like there's this personal side and then there's this like quality of the item like something i would exactly. like yeah. so if you approach it from a merch standpoint there's this 
I really love this band and I want to wear something Dutch Kid. Like, yeah. I want to feel part of this brand. I personally yeah. love this and I love what they stand for. That's a routine for someone to purchase. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got the other side of it, which is like, I just love that t-shirt. I don't, you could walk, walk into a clothing store and I want to buy that t-shirt, yeah. you know, or I want to buy that hoodie or whatever piece of merch it is. Like, mm. I think merch that's done badly is yeah. like, we're going to buy some mugs and we're going to put a logo on it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, that might appeal to the personal mm. side of it. Your mum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah, would my, literally be a parent. <laughs> yeah. But actually, like, there's this other side where it's like, you want really good quality yeah. and you want yeah. to, to take value a, take that. Take a close look at the YouTuber's model and go on their merch pages because they do not sell uh, their YouTube channel title on T-shirts. They sell catchphrases. They sell things that have appeared maybe like items yeah. that have appeared maybe they picked something like a gimmick item up in an airport or something like that um like i'm thinking of david dobrik with his pair of sunglasses yeah. and then they kept they kept appearing again and again in vlogs and then he sold them as an item mm. on the merch store to yeah it's money. the same as uh fickle friends at the moment they've created this whole their whole brand at the moment is like kind of summary with the palm like trees palm tree stuff. they now yeah, have yeah. palm tree water bottles they sell at um, their merch yeah, stand that's perfect and let's example. be honest they probably buy them for like two pound fifty yeah and i, I don't know how much so they sell them from for. china like yeah they're probably about a pound yeah. and they <laughs> and probably know they, i don't know how much they sell them for they could sell them for 10 pound yeah. upwards and people would spend money actually there's something yeah. cool about like drinking like it's you're, cool. you're part of it you're like that's on stage you're and it's out like, here and i'm holding yeah you're part of the band in a way yeah and that's something that's outside of the music again they've they've created their brand and they've kept to their brand and yeah. kept the merch within mm-hmm. it. And um, you see that with people that are doing well with merch do that all the time. There's the Hunter have done a collaboration with P and Co who are a kind yeah. of big rock um, fashion line and their merch isn't just them. It's something so different that yeah. even if you don't know them, you'd be like, oh, I'd buy that That's t-shirt. Really cool. Yeah. I think oh, actually on that topic as well, because um, uh, we're talking about uh, income streams, brand collaborations and yeah. sponsorships when you get really that audience yeah. again you've got that loyal audience you can prove the engagement is there you're starting to sell merch of your own suddenly large clothing brands themselves start to come in they yeah. offer you things mm-hmm. offer you deals offer you um affiliate links there um, yeah they, they pay you money to pay yeah. wear their clothes on stage and, and even like if that. they don't pay you money directly so say you got you got a kind of brand deal with levi or something they might give you a ton of free jeans uh, jackets and all things like that and they may not pay you for that they may just say oh we'll help you with publicity but that's where your so money will come in it's, yeah, it's yeah. free publicity for one and also you get associated with them which can yeah. push you to a brand new audience which could mean income and from that you, new as audience as you grow then like you renegotiate like renegotiation and these things happens all the time exactly like mm. and there's something really special about like finding the brands you believe in and mm. you can approach them and yeah like I, i'm a drummer i i could approach ludwig mm. and yeah you know if something could come for back of it nothing might come for back of it yeah. But you never know. Like, there's something nice about working with brands you trust. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, to, to wrap this side of things up, um, and you transition to like physical media shows and things like that, mm. like, what would be kind of some a few tips in that? Like, what few things would you say are really important? So, if I just start, whilst you guys think, mm. I, I, I would say, if you're like transitioning to live shows, mm-hmm. like, treat that live show like every element of it with respect. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. don't just. This isn't just about the songs, but it's about the experience and, of it. Yeah. And be thankful for every single individual who showed yeah, up to that 100%. room. Like they are your fans and they are the people who will share your music. Mm-hmm. So if every single person in that room shared your music to five individuals, then you're, you're eventually going to multiply your audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of uh, bands take for granted those who actually do show up. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think this all goes without saying, but like at an early stage in your career, you're not going to be expecting to earn lots of money. Yeah. From it. Absolutely not. Like yeah. even doing shows, like we're talking about royalties and like financing things and merch. Mm. Like this all starts small. Like mm. you will struggle to make money from this for quite a long time. Mm. Yeah. But like if you put the work in early, you'll eventually get there. Yeah. So exactly. The key question is if if there was never any money on it ever, would you still do it? If yeah. the answer is yes, do it. If the answer is no, then it's not for you.